0: Yeah, this is Danny Pate uh, interviewing Jack Tile for My First Pony. Okay, Jack, tell me about your first pony. My first pony was named
1: Cinders. He was a little black Shetland pony. My grandfather lived in Mooresville, North Carolina. I had a little one-acres there at his house, and he fenced it in, bought him at the sale for $50. That included the red western saddle, the red breastplate, and the red bridle.
0: And... Uh, Tell me about you riding them around. Did you get him Christmas morning or when they had him under the tree, or how did you get him?
1: Yeah, I don't think it was Christmas morning. I don't remember exactly, but I'd ride him all over the place. I'd, my grandfather had all kind of fruit trees, so I'd sit up in the fruit trees and eat apples and stuff, and he'd be down below. And I'd jump down off a limb right in the saddle and go galloping off. <laughs> one time I landed on the horn. <laughs> yeah, oh, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> and what then, happened
0: to Cinder? What happened to him? Did well, you-
1: Cinder's was uh, just a little old black Shetland pony. So I watched the Olympics one year. This would have been probably August or September. I used to go every weekend to my grandparents and stay with them and ride the pony. So I thought it looked like a lot of fun jumping horses, but Sanders didn't know how to jump. So I started thinking and I figured out, I thought how to teach him to jump. So I boarded up his stall about a foot tall and shook the grain inside and he jumped in. So I unnailed it and put it up to a foot and a half, <laughs> went outside, shook the grain, and he jumped out.
0: So he was free jumping. Yeah, he was free jumping. That's amazing that <laughs> and you, you learned that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> then I set up a course of lounge chairs, bricks, anything I could do, and taught him to jump that, and then I'd be out there jumping a little course with him. So Cinder's was a lot of fun. Yeah, was, he
0: is. He started it off. And what happened to Cinder? Did he he, he just got he older.
1: Mm-hmm. He got older and he finally just died. And then my father bought me one again at the sale and he was a strawberry roan and obviously didn't have much weight on him right there coming from the sales right there. He named him Preacher Red because he was poor as a preacher he said. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't know how to jump either, so my father was a school teacher. He said, well, I teach with books, so he we went and bought Gordon Wright's book, learning how to ride, hunt, and jump. Mm-hmm. So we'd set up sticks and little trees and stuff on the side of this hill that was kind of flat, top of the hill actually, and I'd ride circles around him. Daddy would read me the book. That's
0: amazing, so. yeah. <laughs> so your daddy backed you in the in Yeah, the yeah he backed
1: me until I was 16 years old. When on my 16th birthday, he gave me the keys to the truck and a little trailer that we had and a barn that we rented and said, here, you do it
0: on from here. Well, when did you, because uh, I met you when we were both like 15 or 16 down at Gerald Packs at Comoco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you come in, and I was working for him. I didn't know much about horses at the time. And I remember I painted a horse's feet, And he got shavings all over it. I let him out, and he said, you need to wipe those feet off and get them shiny. I said, okay. (laughs) And that was my first. And how did you meet uh, Jim Breedlove? How did you and Jim hook up?
1: That was later in life. Jim had been in the horse business, and then he retired. I think he worked for the state, did weights and measures on Mm -hmm. weight stations. And then he got back into the horse business, and I probably would have been 18... 19 years old in Salisbury had a little barn there and I was a blacksmith and uh, I met Jim through being a blacksmith and he started his stable back there and we got to be best friends Mm -hmm. right there and then we would go to Trine and show and he met Vic and all those Yeah that's
0: how it started. How did you meet Gerald and Betsy?
1: Gerald and Betsy through probably a horse show in Trine just started talking to Gerald and Betsy and then I ended up going to Florida with Gerald and Betsy and seeing the real world of horses. And when I was probably 19, <clears throat> I went to one quarter of college. They had the quarter system back then, right. a the quarter of the year. And then Gerald and Betsy said they were going down to Florida. And those were when the shows were at Boca Raton, different places every week. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went down there for, man, yeah, probably a month to six weeks with them, and that was an eye-opener. Yeah, I bet but, it was. Yeah, but I I enjoyed it, so that was my first experience with Betsy and Gerald.
0: And what was your next from that pony a uh, preacher read? Uh, you moved on to the horses and tell us about how did you got to get into blacksmith and who, who taught you? I went to uh,
1: a school in Greenville, North Carolina, and there was uh, classes down there. A whole thing. It it was probably six months. So you would go down and stay down there. (coughs) They would teach you how to shoot. That was in the late 60s, early 70s, the hippie part there. So you had a lot of boys there that had nothing to do with horses at all, but they thought it was back to nature. Right. It was cool, yeah. It was neat to think to be a blacksmith. So if those boys drove in there on their leg one time, they did it a hundred times. If they picked up a hot shoe one time, they did it a hundred times,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, so.
0: I remember that, everybody had a forge, you know. those trucks would ride down the road, and Hewlett, uh, uh, Hewlett Howard was a blacksmith in triumph there, and uh, they would take his red hot shoes, and white hot, and throw them in a bucket of water. Yeah, when, they, when
1: they're when they not red, they're still hot. Yeah, oh, they're <laughs> they still hot. They pick them up, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, until they put them in the bucket of water.
0: Yeah, that was before they had uh, four, already formed shoes. You had to pretty yeah. much beat them out on the an anvil. My next horse
1: was uh, one, I was 16, I think, then. <coughs> Bonnie Blue. <coughs> Bonnie Blue was a little spotted mare. A we little spotted mare. Probably 14, 3, 15 hands. But just, I mean, she could jump anything. She couldn't jump much of a... A width, you know we called them spreads back then, right, couldn't jump the oxers too good, but she could jump a vertical about as big as you'd want, and you couldn't keep her in a damn field so my my uncle was a dairy farmer, and he I don't know how he got her or why he got her, but he had her, and she was in a field with a mule chain on her, a mule chain wrapped around her neck, and a real thick chain that would drag, and it would keep animals, horses, mules from jumping out of the barbed wire fence. Everything was barbed wire with cows. So that little mare was jumping out of a five-strand barbed wire fence. That's pretty tall. That's amazing. And she was she was so dirty with red mud on her, it was hard really to tell she was that spotted. <laughs> so we got her home. She already knew how to jump. Now, that one knew how to jump. Oh, yeah. She all did. we had to do was teach her how to point her to the jump on them. But she became a little... But a pretty good local junior jumper around here for me. So we we would have to go to the horse shows. We'd have to win <coughs> enough money to pay for the entries. Right. Did that they have much money
0: back then, or 50 to 100 bucks?
1: Yeah, just little money. Yeah. But whatever it was, was more money than I had. Yeah, so we the gas had to win that
0: much back then. Probably 20, 20 cents yeah. a gallon, 25 cents a yeah, gallon. Yeah,
1: exactly. So we would do all these local shows all around in the spring and the summer. Oh, you would do Camden, Trine, Sedgefield. Every hunt had a show. Yeah. Back then, and then Waynesville, Black Mountain, Blowing Rock, all those shows. You know, would end up coming. Then later, later on, Warrington, we'd go up there. Raleigh, some. But anyway, she she won a lot of stuff for me. We go to Sedgefield one time. And all the big guys were there. Rodney was there, Rodney's daddy, Steve Stevens was a junior, but he could really ride. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was dressed really nice. He didn't have his bat in his boot. <laughs> uh, he had some money behind him. Yeah, he did. And I he remember was quite Steve with those icy blue eyes ahead. Yeah. He a really strange. good rider. So mm-hmm. I kind of got a, another education there. Rodney's father, Dave Venus. Kelly. All those guys would help us kids yeah. back then. Just mm-hmm. tell us stuff, you know, that we should know. Um, they were very helpful. That's how we really learned everything from the old guys teaching us and telling us.
0: Yeah, that's how everybody gets you like George Webster and. Uh,
1: yeah, George Webster uh, taught us a lot.
0: Oh yeah, down there I we'd go down there
1: were, riding a little field, and Gordon Wright would give us
0: clinics. Mm-hmm. And I remember you were showing at Harmon Field and Dale Till. You just mentioned him. He on the property here beside of him. He, he couldn't believe you'd come so far. Him and George, he said, "Can you believe that's that little kid that used to come up here and show?" I mean, you were—that's when you were one of the best riders in the country. But let's talk more about Bonnie Blue, about what uh, after you got through with her. I know she was like a legend in the South. Bonnie Blue was, and the uh, Wilsons ended up with her. Where did she go after you? Did you sell her to the Wilsons? I sold
1: her or? to the Wilsons. Yep, through Billy. Right. On big brother Billy, on him, and they had her down there and <clears throat> they showed her and showed her and showed her. <clears throat> Actually, it's a funny story of that little mare. She, I don't know, when we bought her, we bought her just as a regular mare right there. We showed her, got her going. That summer, she started getting fatter and fatter and fatter, and I go out, well, in the spring. <clears throat> so I go out in May. One day in May, I can't find her in the field. Go down, there's a creek right there. She's at the top of the creek, and there's a little spotted baby in the bottom of the creek.
0: No. Was you still alive?
1: Yeah, yeah. But they, they call them May and they say they go to water for some reason in May to have their fold. and she had... Uh, Falling down, it's pretty big embankment right there, and Bonnie Blue was sitting up there, you know, pacing, looking down at her baby, trying to get her baby out. There. <clears throat> so I had to jump down in that creek bed and pick it up. You probably saved it; might have drowned yeah. if you hadn't. Have. And then took it back up and saved it. So after it got old enough to get winged, I gave it to somebody. Right. On him, because I wanted. You know, I wanted to pick a up too. I don't know what happened yet. But re- then we got <clears throat> when Billy <clears throat> ended up buying Bonnie Blue. They had some stallions down there, and the same damn thing happens. She jumps out, jumps in the paddock with the stallion, gets bred, jumps back out. They didn't even know it until so she starts getting big again.
0: I could add to that story. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. Because uh, <laughs> Ep's girlfriend at the time was Ann Brown. Yep. She you know, had turf fire, and she, you know, some of those girls that yep. rode for Billy, and she had just won the junior jumper or the Pony Jumper in Atlanta on Bonnie Blue. Yeah. And that was on Sunday and Monday. I went out in the field there at Pine Top, and Bonnie Blue had her baby by her side. Yeah. And I went and told Billy, and they said, You're crazy. Yeah. I said, No. <laughs> she's got a baby. They said, No way. They said the only stallion they had, I forget his name, but he was a thoroughbred stallion, and the fence was like six foot tall. Yeah. And the only way she got bred was to jump in there. She
1: could jump amazing.
0: And they, they had no idea that she's even in full. And it was funny that she said she got yeah and had the baby the next day. And we all went out there, and there was that baby with Barney Blue.
1: We had, well, I say she couldn't jump oxers and all that. She was turning, there was no reason in putting her in the paddock because she'd just jump out. Yeah. So you just opened her stall door and let her go wherever else she wanted to go <laughs> yeah. back then.
0: She, I think Billy did the same thing. You yeah, she'd just go it. wherever. I they couldn't believe it. it. You know, I said, Bonnie Blue's got a baby. They said, no, she does. I said, No, oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, she does. And it was funny because uh, we were at a show here in Camden and they... Ask him to bring Bonnie Blue up here because it's like ten or fifteen years she had been coming to this Camden show. Yeah, and you started her. Yeah, and they said, "Well, the Bonnie Blue has been coming here uh, for ten or fifteen years, so she was quite a legend." And it she was, was a funny little thing too. Yeah, she was pretty. Yeah, real pretty. Oh little man, little thing. and smart. Uh-huh. I don't think I ever got to set on. her course, they didn't want me riding nothing. I was a cowboy back in the day, so that was really funny. And from Bonnie Blue, what was your next horse here, Jack?
1: Uh, Preacher Red. Preacher read. We started jumping after reading uh, Gordon's book. And actually, he was quite a good jumper. Was this before Bonnie
0: Blue or after? After Bonnie Blue. Oh, okay.
1: After Bonnie Blue. And then we got... He was a hunter. And we didn't know anything about hunters, really, but he was a hunter. He did well at blowing rock on that outside course. I remember taking him up there and people wanting to buy him and all that up then. And at that point... (coughs) He was the only one I had. I didn't want to sell him, but we did end up selling him later. He was a uh, kind of an all round horse. You know, you could show those horses back then. Some right, they jumped in good style. They'd jump anything, and you could hunt them. Right, you know, you, you could did everything hunting. with them. Mm-hmm. You know, they were all round horses. And did you
0: hunt a lot? Did you start fox hunting a lot back then?
1: Well, I hunted with Mister Big's uh, daddy. Yeah, Mister Bill. Oh, did you really? Uh, yeah, up in Charlotte, huh? yeah. Mecklenburg Hounds. Yeah, I would go down. <clears throat> when first my father drove me, and then I had another guy who I had two horses actually, and we would uh, hook up the trailer. He liked to fox hunt, he was maybe 17, and I was 15. And we'd drive all the way down to Charlotte and all the way out to where we Mecklenburg County was. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good way to Yeah, go down, down back to Matthews. Then.
0: Yeah, that's a good way. You know,
1: and then we would fox hunt. Most of the people couldn't keep up with Mr. Bill, so he was good to us kids. He'd say, Come on, boy, on him. And we'd I'd go, oh, man, Come on, boy. Come on, boy. Uh-huh. You want to go for a ride, boy? Uh-huh. <laughs> we would go flying through those fields all around. He knew what he was doing. Mr. Bill's a good huntsman, mm-hmm. he's a good rider on him. And he carried this rope because back then, in that hunt country, you had that the black gumbo it was almost like quicksand mud right. mm-hmm. you know and sometimes those horses get stuck in there i've seen him somebody was stuck and the horse was going down to,
0: and It got to about
1: his shoulders right there Jeez, I mean, he yeah. going down. quicksand he throws that damn rope in there hooks <clears throat> that thing and wraps it around however he wrapped it around because it wasn't western saddle he's just a strong man mm-hmm. and just kicked his horse pulled him right out of there I've seen him do that more than once. Oh, that was
0: amazing. Yeah, that gumbo, <coughs> that was
1: sucked her shoes off her feet. Yeah, but he was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bill was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was, he was a lot of and fun. And then we would come down to... Uh, he had some moonshine too, didn't he? Uh-huh. Then we would come down to Camden. Uh, Mr. Bill was not stuffy. Camden at that time oh, yeah. was a little
0: stuffy. Yeah, they were little, they were little tidy- tidy. So they we brought Bonnie better.
1: Blue down and Preacher Red, and I was hunting Bonnie Blue... I mean, he hunted them back then. Right, he showed them, hunted them, jumped them, did everything. So I get down and we're we're parked over where the hunt starting over near where the uh, kennels is over there now, and they're all fancied up, you know. Their horses are all braided and they look nice and <clears throat> that. So. We get on our little old horses. Our horses were fat and healthy, it's just they weren't very clean. You right. know, we had that red mud. Mm-hmm. And all that so this lady rides up to me and she says, Obviously you're from North Carolina She and her she had lot jaw, right? um, she had lockjaw, I thought. I said, What the hell's wrong with her? On him. So <clears throat> she said, I said, why do you say that, ma'am? Because of the red clay all over your horses <laughs> That was funny. So it was, you know, I, I didn't know, quite know how to take it right mm-hmm. there. Vic this looked at her, or the Diff was the other guy's name. He said, "I
0: screw her. <laughs> yeah, don't pay attention to her. So
1: huh? anyway, through the years, it's funny, that became Hardin's, my youngest son's godmother. <laughs> oh, did it really? That's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sure uh-huh. is. But we just had a blast back then. Yeah, man. that's how you
0: start, you know.
1: You'd man. go on trail rides early, early, early Saturday morning. You'd ride all day long. Mm-hmm. On that's, the trails that's all we day used to
0: do. long. Oh, we'd stay on those horses, and we'd race them three or four times a day. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'd line yeah. up, whoever come by, you're going to race, yeah, we'd take off and jump. We'd play tag. We'd, yeah, play tag. Play tag. Yeah, then we'd cut sticks and beat each other with the sticks. <laughs> so, then when you, tell me about how you met Miss Clark. I mean, you used to show against Val Haynes. I used to love watching you and Val Haynes because it was always you and Val. There was a lot of other people, but y'all would always rise to the top. It was More time than I can count. You and Val were in the jump off. The
1: uh, being a blacksmith, the a girl named Cindy. Look at Cindy's last name. She took care of Miss Clark's horses. What horses she had then at her farm in Iron Station. So she called me to shoe the horses. So I would go over and shoe them and trim them. She had a lot of broodmares back then. Got to know Miss Clark. Got to know Cindy. And Caroline was. 12 years old, maybe, had a little pony. So she offered me a job on him, So I thought about it a little while, and I said, yeah, I'll take it mm-hmm. on him, So I went over, and then Ingleside, <clears throat> she built a big barn. She gave me my start right, right. there. Right, I remember that, On yeah. nicer, much nicer horses. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was just a great lady, to yeah. Lisa and I both. So we worked there for a good many years. Then I decided... And that's when we did all the shows.
0: you were married Lisa at the time. Uh, well, married I married Lisa? Lisa
1: when I was there.
0: Yeah, because uh. I remember when uh, there was a guy in Enmund uh, the Homebirds had a factory there, and he had a little stable there in Enmund. And I remember Lisa went to Converse, did she? Yeah, 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 and I remember you and her. I was working for the yeah, guy. Yeah, and I remember yeah, yeah. you and Lisa come out there. Maybe she had a horse there she or something. She did have a horse there. Yeah, uh-huh. and that's when I saw yeah. you again. And
1: what was that guy's name?
0: Dan. Yeah, that's where uh, Leonard came from. Vic's really? Horse, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I remember I let him out with a rope around his neck, and he said, "No, no, no, we don't do that around here. We put, you know, we put uh, a halter on him." I said, "Okay, you know." Dan, yeah, uh, because that. I worked for Russ Walter, and they'd all kind of show against each other. Yeah, know? and well, Miss Clark was great, for
1: us, and then <clears throat> I stayed there, learned a lot, showed at big shows, and mm-hmm. just it was a great, great thing for me. Tell me about some of the horses you rode for Miss Clark there. Well, we have, we started buying a lot of horses for Caroline. I had, <coughs> I had some nice jumpers back then, but not Grand Prix jumpers, but right. nice jumpers and some nice hunters. And then it was mainly for Caroline, right? You, you started. Know? That. So we had a pony named Chardonnay. End up being Pony of the Year. How about
0: that? Yeah, that, that was amazing that, that you really turned out A little good. guy from Salisbury went to work yeah. and had Pony of the Year yeah. with
1: Caroline. Another little mare called Pep Talk, who was a really good junior hunter. She actually ended up, well, back then you'd do your junior hunters in uh, equitation classes. She ended up being fourth in um, uh, the medal, HSA medal that year. Um, and Plus a lot of good junior hunter ribbons and all that. They were just good, good people.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and that lasted for a long time, so I know you and Caroline are still keeping contact, still friends. Even uh, uh, up in Blowing Rock, uh, she showed with y'all for a long time,
1: didn't she? Yeah, I mean, Caroline just... came back with us for years and years and years. Actually, the best horse I ever had, Brunello, right there in that picture. I sold Brunello to Caroline. This horse here? Uh huh. And there's one that won the Hunter Derby three years in a row. Right. On the finals. And she owned a horse? She owned Uh Bernello. uh-huh. I found uh, him in Europe from a friend of mine. She bought him sight unseen. And uh, she showed him in amateurs, but Bernello, three foot six wasn't big enough for Bernello. Right. He just kind of stepped over it. Uh So I think she ended up being reserved at Washington, but he wasn't that successful in uh, (coughs) amateur hunters (coughs) with her. So Caroline decided she... Was actually, she had a baby and all that stuff, right. so she, it was kind of time for her to sell him. So I bought him with a lady named Miss Peterson from Trine, Janet Peterson. Mm-hmm. She bought half, I bought half, and then that was Brunello's story, and we had him for years. He was, well, he won so many derbies, but the derby finals, the first year he showed there, he was third. The second year, Liza went off course. She had her little uh, baby up there, and Elle started yelling, and mothers know their kids' voices, and her mind went uh, to the little girl instead of the jump, and she (laughs) jumped the wrong jump. (laughs) And the next year, she was second by a quarter of a point, and then she won the next three in a row.
0: Right, that's amazing. Yeah, it yeah, was amazing The horse. buyer, they they made a horse after. Yeah, yeah. Made he a replica a, Yeah, right. He was a briar horse. Yeah, he was that a briar was horse. pretty neat. Yeah, he went to
1: try and they had <coughs> briar horse day. Shit, he must have had 500 people come through that line patting him that day. That was amazing. Maybe more than that. It uh-huh. took all day. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was amazing. And uh, after that, uh, you just got uh, elected to the Hall of Fame.
1: Yep, that was that was a lot of fun. It was a really good time. Hold on, just a Hello, hey. So hey. 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 to go out around lunchtime. To Columbia? Yeah. Out of Columbia? <clears throat> I don't know. I'm talking to Danny right now. Let me see. What time does he need to leave? okay alright well let me finish
0: okay maybe you should do it okay alright bye yeah we're wrapping this up now so that uh, you got nominated what three years ago to the Hall of Fame Uh, let's see let me get that here more than that
1: I think it was about four or five I don't know, five, five, six
0: years ago. So it was amazing. It all started with the Little Pony there, Little Cinders. Little, yeah. Uh-huh. Little Cinders. Cinders. Little cinders. cinders.
1: And then when Liza came along, then she started riding. And she rode the ponies. She rode the horses. She won the pony finals. She was uh, the best junior rider probably three, three or four years in a row. I don't know. She, although indoors shows, she was best rider at three or four times. Right. So she was very successful. <clears throat> then she went to college, and she became a professional. Then Harden came up. He was Harden won the Washington Equitation uh, Finals, and he was leading rider at Washington, Harrisburg, all those places. The kids were really good, and they really helped me. Yeah. It so was amazing kinda,
0: that both of them were, were, <coughs> turned out to be so good because I was uh, running a horse actually New Year's Day last year. Uh, Mr. Rumrunner runner a stake at Gulfstream. Uh-huh. I saw Hard oh, had a say. horse in. Yeah, remember I called you? Yeah. That's I said, right. Is this Hard? You got a horse in that I saw Hard?" Actually, last
1: back. two weeks ago, I got a call, and uh, it's a Saturday, I think, at Gulfstream. And they had one win there. It's a, I don't know 40,000 maiden I don't know
0: what it was named. yeah 40, probably 40,000 on race
1: then they had another mayor that was a Colt that had another mayor that was uh, second so he he loves it
0: you know he yeah. just really enjoys yeah, it yeah he really does we had a good time that day we were both third so it was real good okay Jack I'll wrap this up and thank you very much it all started with yeah. your little pony my first pony ended up in the Hall of Fame and Your children are great riders, so thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Danny. Okay.